Okay, this episode probably doesn't apply to most of you, but it will really, really apply to a handful of you. If you have always been curious about building iPhone apps because you know that I do it, or you have a friend that does it, or you've reached out to me in the past and asked me questions about building iPhone apps and doing it as a job and a career, and how did I learn it, and how did I get a job, and how much did I get paid, how hard is it, can you do it? Uh, how did I go about learning it? All of that stuff. If you've ever like asked me like curious questions and I mean like over the last like eight years, hundreds of people from old high school friends to new friends to uh, just people that are people that get connected to me through friends have reached out to me and be like, Hey, such and such connected me with you. I have some questions. If you've ever been curious about any of that stuff, I feel like I have an idea for how you can dip your toe into this in a very non-intimidating way. And if you do it for a little while and you find a little bit of an addiction or an excitement to it, that might be the sign that this is for you and you should continue to pursue it further. Um, so this last week, I was... I was in Mexico, and while I was down there, I was having a great time. But one of the things that was in my mind was this little, like, idea of creating a YouTube channel, kind of becoming, like, the Bill Nye of coding and try to make, like, learning to code much more fun than what anyone has done. Tutorials are fine. They're entertaining, but they're not, like... When you think of learning science with Bill Nye the Science Guy on TV... That is very entertaining. Like even as an adult, like I was watching these old episodes as research, trying to understand his format, why this works so well, um, and I and I picked up some things. But the I think that there's like a there's a spot in coding education that's like we don't have a Bill Nye of app building, and I think that there's a space for that, uh, an entertaining way. Whether you are into it, generally curious about it, or just want to learn about computer science in general in an entertaining way, somebody's not owning that. And I was like, maybe that could be me. Now, I got a little more realistic about my current bandwidth, what I want to get done right now, where my head's at, where my priorities at, where my motivation's at, and I'm not at a let's build a full-on like YouTube channel about all this. I, I don't have the interest right now to go down that far. But... Along with my research that I was doing, one of the things that I finally stepped into was an app uh, called Swift Playgrounds that Apple created, and it's all about coding education. I'm going to tell you about this a little bit more, and then we're going to wrap this up in a nice bow right after a little 30-second ad coming at you right now. So the, the, the Swift Playgrounds app, right? Swift Playgrounds app. It, it's it's been around for years. Apple created it, and it was a way to like learn the foundations, the fundamentals of the Swift coding language and how to build iPhone apps. And I've always known it's been around. We've used it as a teaching tool, a supplement to the coding school that I've uh, been a part of for the last eight years. And I've dug into it a little bit. I've played a bit, but I didn't really like. I didn't give it like an honest, fair, fair shake. And it's because. It felt like it was for like a third grader. And this week, while I was kind of doing research about a YouTube channel, and then I was like, let's go back down to like the Swift coding language fundamentals. And let's see if I can think up a, like a Bill Nye-like episode for some of the concepts. And I was like, one of the best ways could be to use Apple's kind of learning um, path 
And part of that learning path is messing around with their Swift Playgrounds app. So I, I got in there and I was messing around. And it's, it's very gamified. There's like a little uh, animated land and there's a little alien. And you kind of you got to walk them around and pick up like diamonds or change switches or turn them left and right and all this stuff. But you do all this with code. And along the way, the puzzles get more complex and the, the concepts that you're learning in coding are applied to how you are supposed to navigate this alien around this world using code, right? You know, okay, now we're going to use a loop. Okay, now we're going to use a conditional statement. Make him do this instead of that. What, how, what's the best way to get him over here? Things like that, right? And the more and more I played around with the app, the more addicting it felt and the more I started to learn, this is not just for kids. In fact, this is for adults. It just kind of looks like it's for kids. And it starts really slow. And the reason I think it starts really slow is because I have a very deep, fundamental understanding of the basics of coding. Because that's I've like lived in that world this whole time. So for me, of course, it feels slow. It's like, I know all this. I know all this. Hurry up, hurry up. But like to somebody that's never messed around with this, all of this stuff is new. But what was really cool is that the puzzles started to get difficult, even for me, and I'd have to sit down and I'd have to think about it and really like use my coding brain to solve the puzzle, get the logic right. Sometimes I'd be wrong and I'd have to come back. And I started to find myself with like when I would have like maybe 20 minutes break between something, I'm like, maybe I'll open that up and mess around with that again. And I was like, huh, this is a learning tool for adults because I was getting addicted to it. And so I leave you with this little bow tie. I'm going to bring this all around. If you have been someone that has been genuinely curious about coding, but has felt that it's for whatever reason you have in your head, whatever limiting belief in your head, it's not for you, or like it's too difficult, or you don't have the time, or the money, or you don't have a college degree, there's no way you could do it professionally, all that sort of stuff, I would challenge you to either on your Mac or your iPad, because this is an app that works for both Mac or iPad, not your iPhone. I think you just need a bigger screen in order to make it work. But if you go on the App Store and you just type in Swift Playgrounds, you'll see, you'll see it. Apple made it. And just give some of the beginning lessons a try. And if you still like it, keep going. And if you get far enough and you start to feel that addiction and you're excited and you realize that you're not just playing a game, in the beginning, treat it like you're just playing a game. Play the game, try to get the alien to do the thing. Don't even, don't even think of it like coding. You're going to use little coding puzzle pieces to solve the puzzle, but treat it like a game. Start as a game. And then later, I think you're going to realize, hey, this is actually a pretty fun game, but also I can feel that I'm learning concepts on coding here, and I like it. And if you keep going far enough and you start to get to that addiction feeling and you're starting to feel like, I really like learning this, that is probably a pretty good sign that this path could lead to good things for you if you're genuinely curious. I always tell people, especially when they start talking to me, like if they start asking me questions immediately about money and how hard is it to learn, I go, this isn't for you. It's not for you. If you are in it for the money and a get rich quick kind of thing, this ain't for you because this job requires many hours sitting there coding, being wrong a lot, trying to work through your bugs and your mistakes and then celebrating the small victories as they come when the app finally does load or when you do complete enough of it to 
put it on the app store and things like that. And you really have to be the type of person that is okay with delayed gratification and suffering like suffering with broken code a lot. Most of coding is not building. Most of coding is fixing the thing you just tried to build and were wrong. It's all the little things you solve along the way that gets you to the final end goal. That's what coding is. And when people say, is the money good? How hard was it to learn? The answer is always, the money's fantastic and it's extremely difficult to learn. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the honest to God truth. There's great salaries built into this. The, you can go as far as you want to go. And um, yeah, it's a lot of knowledge to learn up front before someone's willing to pay you. But if you naturally enjoy the craft that is building apps, it's like art. Like code is paint. Canvases are devices, right? You know, the apps are the artwork, and you get to appreciate other people's artwork, other people's apps, the more you know about apps. If you're a painter and you know a lot about painting and you stare at other people's paintings, you see things that I don't see because I don't know dick about painting, but I know a lot about apps. And when I use a good app and I can feel it, I go, mm, I like that they took the time here. That's not easy. That's not native. How did they do that? Oh, this is sloppy. Oh, they really cut corners here. How did nobody catch that? Oh my God, that's one little setting in Xcode to change that. You know, like this is all the stuff that you pick up and it using all of your apps, like all the way from Instagram to uh, a game, things like that, you start to pick up on all these little things because you know what to look for. You know what it takes to build apps. You know what the tools are. And that's a lot of fun. And that was a rant all about coding if you're curious. And if you are curious, I highly recommend you check out the Swift Playgrounds app and see what you think. All right, with that being said, I will talk to you tomorrow. I love you. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Bye.